Okay, good evening everybody. A special thank you to the anonymous donors who are sponsoring this evening's class as an expression of Hakara Satov to Hashem. Gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for everything, all the chesed they have received, the Mitzvah Shem. They, as well as all of us, should continue receiving and feeling the chesed Hashem. I'd like to delve into the concept of creativity and focus on three different parts of this conversation. Namely, what is the definition of being creative? Why is it beautiful? Why is it almost divine? And why is it necessary for a Vodas Hashem? Why is creativity somehow an integral part of our service of the Kaddish Baruch Hu? So what is creativity? Why is it beautiful? What exactly is the gift of uh, creativity? And why is it necessary in our Vodas Hashem? We have two terms that are used in describing those who gave to the Mishkan. That every person, literally means that his heart uplifted him. And then it says the expression of whose spirit, a spirit of generosity, propelled him. They brought the Trumas Hashem, the Melechis Ohel Moed, the Big Day HaKodesh. So we have two categories of people participating, contributing to the building of the Mishkan. Kol Ish Asher Libo, those whose hearts uplifted them, and Vachol Asher Nadvarucho, all of those where they had a Ruach of Nadivus, a spirit of generosity. The Orchaim explains that there were two types of people participating in the building of the Mishkan. He says the first, the lower level, One, I want to be part of it. There's a building campaign. There's something going on that's uh, very important. I want to make sure to, uh, to contribute. And there's a spirit of generosity. Now, how much do you give? That depends on how much do you have. So you sit down, you make a cheshbin, you go through your budget. And realistically, I can contribute this much money or these many items. That's not verucho. Says the Archaim, though, that the higher level nosein, those who are giving on a more uplifted darga, who misnadev yoser miyachalto, they were wanting or desiring to give more than they actually could. Because they were so inspired, they were so desirous to participate in a real impactful way. There was no cheshbin, we didn't sit down for uh, you know, a whole a half hour discussion, what can we give, how much money do we have coming in next month, what's reasonable... None of that, none of that basic hishtadlus. It was nasol libo. They were, they were uplifted beyond what they actually could do. They wanted to do everything, even more than yechaltam, even more than they were actually able to contribute. Those are the two levels of people who participated, and therefore explains the Orachayim 
when it refers to the higher madrega, naso libo, the Pusik says, kol ish. Every man asher naso libo, in contrast to v'chol asher nadvarucho. Ish, we know, is a lushen of chashivos, it's a language of, of significance. Those who were in the category of men, naso libo, they wanted to do more than they actually could. That was the higher level of contribution to the Mishkan. Now I want to delve a little bit deeper into Naso Libo. What does that look like when there's something within us raising us above that which is Teva, that which is doable or natural? And this is where creativity comes into play. And the Mishnah tells us in Perkeavos that Tein Lo Mishalo you should give to him, give to Hashem, that which belongs to Hashem, Sha'ata v'shalcha shalo, because you and what you have belong to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So simply, this mission is referring to, how do we view giving tzedakah? I'm not doing a chesed, I'm not giving something that belongs to me. I'm, I have money, Baruch Hashem, Really, that money belongs to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So I'm giving to him, I'm giving to Torah, to Chesed, to Anim, to people who could really use this money, but I'm just giving back that which already belongs to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But says the Tzfaris Yisrael, if you read this Mishnah, and you assume it's only referring to Tzedakah, then you're missing the entire message of the Tana. He says, really, this is referring to everything that I have and everything that I am. If the Kaddish Baruch Hu has granted me, has blessed me with any talent or any quality, if I have wealth, if I have influence, I have gevura, I have chachma, I have wisdom to share, kol noim, I have a beautiful voice, I can sing well, ukedome, any talent that I might have, the Mishnah is telling us, Tain lo mishelo sha'ata v'shalcha shalo. Give what rightfully belongs to Hashem, meaning for the sake of Kiddush Shem Shemayim, because everything that I have and everything that I am really belongs to Hashem. Lihishtamesh bo bekodesh. Use it for Kedusha. Use it for Kedusha. There been a Bahaya when he elaborates on this theme. He writes in the beginning of Parshas Kisovo that every hana, every pleasure that we experience, every uh, internal gift that we may have, either that we were born with this or somehow over the years we acquired it, any Yisron al-Shar b'nei Adam, anything that I might have that is not as common, that maybe other people don't. Yesh l'cha lehodos l'fanav. First and foremost, I have to be thankful for the blessing that I have. V'loseis kavod l'shmo, and I should make sure to utilize it to be machabe, to show respect and reverence to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And here are the examples that Rebbein Abachaya shares with us. Kagon. 
Interesting language, you might not really have a good voice. But even if you think you do, so then, use your use your beautiful voice, not just for singing in the car or in the shower, but use it for davening and inspiring the tzibor. Uplift others through your beautiful voice. If you have the ability to be a sofer, then don't just write things and, 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 and get involved with artistic pursuits to make money, but get involved with Stam. You should write a Sefer Torah, write a Megillah. Use your artistic talent to create something that can enhance Kedusha. If a person has the ability to be a Moel, and the, uh, the strength of character, I guess, to be a Moel, then utilize it. If I'm into drama, right? I could, uh, I could help make girls in high school put on the production and help them write the script. So get involved. Use your co-host for something that, that has real kadusha, that has real meaning to it. You're artistic, you, you're humorous, you're a funny person. Don't just have that mida and, and use it once in a while when it feels good or when it feels right. But you should feel a sense of obligation. I want to be able to utilize my humor to make people laugh so I can uplift them. I can make them feel better about themselves. If I have money, then give the money freely. Don't be stingy. Whatever I have, make sure to utilize it for Kedusha. That's the message of the Mishnah in Perkyavos, and that's the message of the Rebbeinu Bechaya. It's not just an opportunity, though. When I have a talent, when I have resources, when I have influence, it's not just an opportunity, it's an obligation, it's an achrayas, and even deeper, it's an indication of why am I here. It's a simon, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is revealing to me, how can I utilize my time in Olam Hazeh? How can I actually contribute in a meaningful way? Focus on what I have. Focus on who I am. And if I have co-hosts, I have talents, I have either things or personality traits that others don't, that's where Kaddish Baruch Hu is telling you directly, this is why you're here. Use these items well. That's why I placed you in this world. The Ramchal explains this when he says, regarding the, uh, the Midah of Anava, of acquiring humility, where even though I recognize that I might be smart, I might be wealthy, I might be strong, I might be influential, that doesn't bring me arrogance. Why not? If you happen to know more than others because you have a gift, why are you so brilliant? 
What schus do you have to have a mind like that, to have a memory like that? The answer is nothing. You did absolutely nothing to be as brilliant as you are. That's mechok tivo. That's Hashem created you. Ka'ov shemagbiya la'ov lo'ov lefisha tivo bekach. The birds don't take pride in the fact that they're able to fly. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made them with wings, and that's what birds do. And if you didn't fly, that would be viewed as a handicap. Hashor Moshech Bekocho Lefisha Choko If you have an ox, they're strong and they're able to, uh, to lug things around. But he says you should know. If the person that you're looking at, who's not nearly as smart as you are, he's not nearly as gifted as you are, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him the exact same mind or the opportunities that you had educationally, so then he would be just like you. And if theoretically HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't give you the IQ that you have, or the background that you have, then you would be a very different person. He says, Im yeshbo Instead of feeling that therefore I have something over you, that's an indication, that's a Kaddish Baruch Hu revealing to me that I have an obligation to share that Chachma. Like the Mishnah says, If I've learned a lot of Torah, don't keep it inside, don't keep it just for you. But rather, the Ramchal understands the Mishnah to be saying, make sure to share it with others, because that's why Hashem gave you the ability to learn as much as you, you, you do. It's not for you to feel pride, it's for you to share it with others. Which is really, it's a powerful paradigm shift. You know, so often, even if we pretend not to, Anything that I have that you don't, if it's my family dynamic, if it's my house, if it's my car, if it's my job, if it's my popularity, if you don't have what I have, then to some degree, I view you as beneath me. I'm over here, and then she's over here, you know, I'm doing better. Says the Ramchal, it's the exact opposite. If you have something that they don't, that doesn't mean therefore you should feel better about yourself. That means you are here to serve them. If you keep that wealth and that bracha to yourself, that means you have failed in your existence. You're here to serve those people who don't have that particular bracha. So the idea of giving that which I have to others is not just an opportunity, it's an obligation, and it's a Kaddish Baruch Hu revealing to me what is my purpose here in Olam Hazah? What do I need to be doing? In Mitzrayim, obviously it was torturous, but besides the, the agony of Shibud, of being enslaved for hundreds of years, there was an intention to squelch creativity. The Ramban tells us that in Mitzrayim, not only was life so incredibly difficult, 
but we didn't have any schooling. We didn't have any education. Lo lomdu meleches kesev v'zav v'cheroshes avonim tovos v'lo ro'o sam klal. We were doing heavy labor. We were lifting bricks and we were building. But we had no exposure to Chachma. We were never able to, to learn the craftsmanship of how to actually do something well with precision, to, to make something delicate and nuanced. We never even saw what that meant. And now here we are, we're freed from that reality. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I want you to build the Mishkan. Okay, so we have two types of people. Nadvarucho, oh, well, having a building campaign, I, I want to make sure to write a check. Okay, very generous. Shkoyach. But then there was Nasolibo. Ish Asher Nasolibo explains the Ramban, taking the Arachim really one step deeper. He says, Nasolibo was lekarva el malacha. There was a desire on behalf of some people to delve into the malacha, I want to get involved with the actual labor, with the work, with the precision, with the chachma of building the mishkan. It's not enough for me just to write a check and say hatzlacha. I want to roll up my sleeves and actually do something. Now it's true, they never had a teacher or a professor telling them how to do it or what to do. They had no formal training whatsoever. But they found within their nature a yediya. They discovered this deep-rooted knowledge. It was raw. It wasn't yet developed. But there was this intuition. There was this, this, this feeling that I, I could do this. How can you do this? What, what credentials do you have? What education do you have? All right, what, what initials do you have before or after your name? The answer is absolutely nothing, but explains the Ramban. Those who were in the higher category of Nasal Libo, they said, Ani kol asher adoni dover. I will do everything that you, Moshe Rabbeinu, tell us. How? I have no clue. But I have a idea. I have a deep-rooted knowledge. I have this intuition that, that I could do it. That's in the Solibo. It's like the Orachim told us, it was more than their capacity, but it's not just limited to giving more money than they could. It was actually getting involved in a way that was well above their pay grade. That's in the Solibo. That's creativity. Creativity is where... Regardless of what I've been taught, regardless of what I know, there's something within me that, that if I'm honest with myself, and I'm not, I'm not just trying to, uh, to copy somebody else, but I'm actually discovering something deep within my neshama. I, I, I may not actually know how to do it yet, but I know it's there. The, the, there's the music of the soul that I have to reach in and, and, and let it come out. That's Nasolibo. And it's true not just in regards to Avodah Hashem, but it's really true in everything we do in life. Right? The, uh, the classic uh, speech, 
during a graduation. You have a whole bunch of high school kids and they're about to go off or graduating college and now they're really getting into their careers. You got to find your passion. Do what you love. Is that true from a Torah hashkafa? As a chiyuv, you have to make a parnasa. Yeah, I have to put bread on the table. Does it really make a difference if I love what I do? The vast majority of Americans do not love what they do. So why do they do it? Because they have no other choice. Says there been a Bechaya, though. Trying to find that cheshik, trying to find that desire or connection is not limited to the ruchniistic world, but it's true in every facet of our existence. L'chol adam yesh chefetz b'malacha oschora mi bilti zulasa kavar hitbiya hakel la betivo ava v'chiba. We all have something ingrained within us that's pushing me in a particular direction. And the Chobos Levavos tells us, that's how you're able to find out what you should actually be doing with your life, or at least how to make a parnasa. It's not just the question of, where will I be able to make the most money? That's a very important question also. But part of the equation needs to be, what do I feel connected with? If I love interacting with people... So then for me to, to get a job where I'm sitting behind a computer nine hours a day, never having a real conversation, it might bring in more money, but that's probably not what a Kodesh Baruch Hu wants me to do. I have to find that passion. That means I have to get into my neshama and, 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 and discover that yadiyah, that knowledge that's laden within me. When we do this, when we allow this experience of Nasal Libo, that brings the greatest joy in the world. Right? Creativity, finding what is uniquely me, my kochos, my, my talents, something that I really connect with emotionally, psychologically, that brings the greatest joy in the world. If I'm constantly doing things that are not an expression of who I am, even if objectively they might be wonderful accomplishments, I'm never going to feel that, that inner sense of satisfaction. Because it's not tain lo mishalo. I'm not really giving what a Kodesh Baruch gave me to give. I'm, I'm pretending to be somebody else. We quoted last week uh, Rabbi Dr. Abraham Tversky. And I just saw recently in one of his more well-known books, Let Us Make Man, he shares a story when he was in med school. He says, I recall that when I was a medical student, the medical school acquired an electron microscope capable of magnifying things many thousandfold. The acquisition brought great excitement because it would enable a greater understanding of the structure of the cell. I was told of a similar euphoria experienced by a great violinist when he acquired a Stradivarius violin, which could enable him to produce the finest and sweetest musical tones. The person who feels his life mission is the performance of the will of God will also rejoice when he becomes aware of the talents and skills he can put to use in that service. Yet... Like we saw from the Ramchal, since he recognizes these capacities as divine gifts, 
He does not lose his humility, but he rather feels a sense of servitude. What do I have to give others, and therefore what is my responsibility to share with the world? The Rav Magid makes the same point when he speaks about the greatest joy we could possibly experience. When I am doing that which I know I was created to do, it's so natural, it's, it's who I am, I'm, I'm utilizing my kohos. I'm taking my strengths and I'm, I'm helping others or I'm enhancing a, a limud HaTorah. Then Yismach the Yogil, I will have the greatest sense of, of Simcha and happiness. Because any other form of joy, it lasts for a moment and then it's gone. And we would add, even if I'm doing something significant, I'm doing something important, but it's not me. I'm not maximizing my kochos. It doesn't have that same kiyum. It's not as meaningful. It's not as moving. I think I shared this story a while back. I heard this from Rabbi uh, Elon Feldman, that he was in touch with a particular family, I think it was in Lakewood, where this is right in the beginning of COVID, and the family lived next to a nursing home, and there is an elderly lady who just lost her husband, really like a week or so before uh, Pesach was coming. And she had nowhere to go. She had many children around the country, but in the middle of the pandemic, there was no way she could get to them and no way they could come to her. So this family reached out and they wanted to invite her to their Pesach Seder. Now, the only way to do that responsibly is not to actually have her come into their home, but because their porch opened up to the window of where this person lived in the nursing home, they had the idea, we're going to have our Pesach Seder outside, and we'd love to invite you, and you could at least join us from a distance. And she accepted the invitation. She'd rather do that, although a family she never met before, they were strangers, but better than having Pesach in isolation. The night of the Seder comes, and she was blown away by the fact that all of the minhagim, all of the melodies for the different songs, were the exact nigunim, the exact customs and melodies that she would sing with her husband for more than 50 years. And she just felt this, this feeling of, of, of a bashert. I can't believe after losing my husband and not having any family here, but at least there's something so familiar about the Seder. And, and that gave her a, a chizik. She found out later that this wasn't a coincidence, it wasn't just a miracle, but this family knowing that she would be joining them for the Seder, they made sure to call all of the children in different places throughout America, and ask them questions, really from A to Z. How did your father run the Seder? What were the minhagim? What were the nigunim? What melodies did they use? And after practicing, they actually sat down as a family and they practiced a few times to learn some of the new melodies. They wanted to make it as familiar as possible to this, to this lady. That's creative chesed. 
That, that's tapping into an ability that a person has where I'm not just a not verucho, I want to help you out, I want to, I want to do something nice, come, come along to the Seder. But it's naso libo, it's bringing the chesed to a whole different level because you're using creativity. You're, you're thinking outside of the box. Tain lo mishalo. Now, Lemaisa, why is it, just philosophically speaking, why is it that we need it? Why is creativity essential in our Avodah Hashem? Where does that come from? We alluded to last week the Nefesh Chaim. The Nefesh Chaim shares with us that the human being created B'Tselem Elokim is similar to a Kaddish Baruch Hu in the fact that just like Hashem is the Borei, we are also, in a microcosm, we are also creators. And everything we do, everything we say, every machshava, has the ability to create olamos and angels and so much that's happening that we can't even touch or, or fathom. Now we did say last week, that only works, the magic is, always, is only there when we're actually following the guidelines and the, and the halacha. Right? We can't make this stuff up. But the similarity that we have as human beings to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the real manifestation of being created in the image of God, is the fact that we also create. That's not only in a spiritual realm, but it's also right here in our Vodas Hashem, in our relationships, in the occupation that we choose to pursue. When we're creating, we feel most connected to ourselves and most connected to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, when we're creating in a meaningful way. And in that sense, it's really a divine gift. The way to emulate a Kaddish Baruch Hu is to be able to be a bore, is to create. How do you create? I discover that which is already within me, tain lo mishalo, and I make sure to utilize that in my avodas Hashem. When it comes to inspiring or educating children, this is a very fundamental principle. The Chobos HaTalmidim, the Eish Kodesh, when he shares his overall methodology of Chinuch, he writes that Yeshna Menoshim Venorim Gambamidazo. We have people and children that they think to themselves, Ki chisorun zebo, that maybe they're lacking something, maybe they're deficient in the midah, maybe they could be doing better in some area of avodas Hashem. But quickly they'll dismiss that, and they'll tell themselves, okay, but I'm human, right? What does Hashem expect from me already? Says the Eish Kodesh, the reason why we have the ability to say, I can't do that much more, or it's not that big of a deal, that I'm not stepping up to the plate more often than I am, is because we're not dorish me'atzmenu godless. We don't seek greatness. Sometimes we have this mistaken impression that for the tzaddikim, for the gedolim, for righteous people, 
or for those who devote their lives to Torah. Okay, so for them, that's their ASIC, but that's not my thing as much. It says that Ish were making a very fundamental mistake. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not looking just for the tzaddikim or just for those who are devoting their lives to teaching. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is listening and yearning for every simple human being, every poshidayid. But even if you want to just be a poshidayid, a simple person, don't forget what it means to be a simple Jew. It's nothing close to simple. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants godless, He wants greatness from us. And one who doesn't want greatness, one who's not searching for more and, and, and telling himself with a conviction, Yisrael ani, Eved Hashem ani, I want to devote my life and, and all of my energies and my capacities and all of my creativity to Hashem. If a person's not willing to say, I want to channel every facet of my being, all of my kochos, to be a, a poshadayid, then we're missing the boat. He says, therefore, when it comes to being mechanech, our children, our students, it's not about superimposing upon them what they should be or what we think they should be. Rather, he says, the avoda of chinuch, the goal of real, genuine, authentic education, is It's to be able to open up and to expand and to reveal the nature of this particular child Whatever they might have within them, behelam that right now is presently hidden, vilagalosa, and our obligation is to try to reveal it. We believe that every single child has this radiant neshama within him or her. Our obligation as parents or educators is not to force something upon them or take our cookie cutter and make a particular mold, but it's to bring out from them their unique qualities, to, to allow it to, to flourish, to sprout. To enable the child to become and grow into a Yehudi Neman Hashem. He says, sometimes we make the mistake when looking at younger boys and girls. We say, listen, they're children, and therefore we have limited expectations of what they could be. He says, you'll have a Malamed, you'll have a teacher or a parent where their goal is we just want to make good little boys and girls, teach them how to behave, how to share, just to, to get along in their present environment. Their goal is just to make good, obedient children. However, says the Ish Kodesh, even though it's true you're looking at small people right now, the truth is, 
These children who are sitting in front of us, they have neshamos gedolos asher odon be'evin. They have massive neshamos that still might be hidden in the rock of their, their present reality. But our goal is not to make obedient children. The matora, the, the, the vision of Chinuch is to be able to crack open that evan, to break through the mechitzos, and allow whoever they are to sprout and to flourish. And even though sometimes kids can be hard to deal with, and there's chutzpah, and there seems to be a total lack of, of care. Yodosh Tevo Shel Garine says the Ish Kodesh, we have to remind ourselves, this is the Teva, this is the nature of the seeds of these Neshamos Gedolos. So meaning to say you might have the most uh, gorgeous, delicious fruit in the world, but if you start eating the seed before you plant it, it will taste disgusting. We're looking at the seeds, but we have to remind ourselves, these are majestic trees waiting to flourish. The job of Chinuch is to try to find the unique kochos within the child and allow them to be creative, uniquely creative, allowing them to flourish and become an Eved Neman L'Hashem Yisbarach. I want to end with a, a comment of Rav Kook. Rav Kook writes in his commentary on Brachos, he says, Kol adam, The more we actually get to know people, and, and we look at them for who they are, We are more surprised and more shocked by how incredibly different and unique every human being is. Whether it's based on their background or education. Or it's within their, their, their nature, their way of viewing life, their brain chemistry. But it's only through the appreciation of these differences... <laughs> they have the ability to come together with unity for the same goal. To build the world in its proper way. It's not a lack of unity. It's not a, not, not a lack of shalom to, to be different, to look a little bit distinct. I'm not trying to express my individuality and stand out. That's, that's not what we're talking about. But I, I don't have this obsession with making sure that I look and I act and I speak just like they do. Because otherwise, maybe they won't accept me. The ultimate acceptance of a community, of a tzibur, of the world, says Rev Cook, is the fact that we cherish our uniqueness, that's how we serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's how you build real achtos, where I'm not pretending to be you and you're not pretending to be me, but we're genuinely tapping into to the Shorish Nishmaseinu, to who we really are. Tein lo mishalo. That's how we connect with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. He says, imagine a world. Imagine a world where kol echad be'emes u 
where every individual with sincerity, with authenticity, they are who their neshama is. Yotzi as to guvoso haruchnius minakoach elapoel, where everyone has the courage to allow who they are in potential, right, that raw me to actually be expressed. Below sifse remia, without pretending, without trying to copy somebody else. And when you have sparks of Kedusha like this, that creates massive fires of, 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 of sanctity. That will enlighten the entire world based on the, on the Kavod Shemayim that's being expressed through the authenticity. Through individuals being truthful for who they are, finding their unique kochos, having that sense of achrayas to share with others, not that I feel I'm any different or better than you, but I have a, a, a service for you. I'm here to help you and you're here to help me. Working together, he says, you can't even fathom the level of awe, the light that would be brought into the world. So what is creativity? Creativity is discovering who we are, being able to think out of the box, and, and, and utilizing our kochos, not to be ashamed of who we are, but to feel an achrayis, this is how I serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Why is it the, the most incredible gift? Because it's the divine matana. And this is emulating a Kaddish Baruch Hashem is the Borei. This is how we create. It's true in every area of life, trying to find our passion, find our cheshik. But it's more true when it comes to Kedusha. Why is it so incredibly essential? Because we know there are two types of people. There's Nodvarucho people, where they contribute when they're asked to do so. There's a meal train, I'm going to send something, and that's amazing. There's a campaign, I'm going to give a check. Incredible. But then there's Naso Rucho people, Naso Libo, not just Kol, but Ish. This is the difference between the, uh, the men and the mice. I want to do more than I can. How do I do more than I can? By tapping into who I really am. Tain lo mishalo, and like the Ramban told us, then we could stand up and we could say, Ani esa kol asher adoni dober. Everything you're saying, Hashem, I want to do it. How? I don't know. But I'll discover within myself that desire. I'll discover within myself the ability to get there. And like the Rabbi Magid told us, When we actually live authentically, doing that which we were created to do, then Yismach V'yogil, that brings the greatest joy in the world. Shkoyach.